COVID and drone pilot certification, the FAA's response. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Jonathan Ruprecht, aviation attorney, commercial pilot, flight instructor, and contributor at Forbes.com. Welcome, Jonathan. I thank you so much for having me. Give us a brief summary of your background, especially as it relates to unmanned aircraft. So previously, I was a commercial pilot flight instructor. That's what I was doing prior to going to law school. And while in law school, I started researching the drone integration into the Japanese airspace and did a paper comparing that to the United States integration. Uh, from there, I ended up publishing that into a book and then did two more chapters for an American Bar Association book. Later on, I started my own law firm and been doing drone law since. Since about 2015, I have I've been running my firm. So. As of the beginning of this year, what was the process that someone wishing to be a commercial drone pilot uh, needed to do to earn their certificate? In order to fly commercially here in the United States, or really as, as the FAA terms it, it's non-recreationally, uh, then you actually have to obtain a remote pilot certificate. You go and take a test, and then uh, you submit all your, your, your knowledge tests online. You get a certificate that looks like a little credit card. And then you can fly under that certificate. You have a currency aspect to your, your aeronautical knowledge that has to be uh, revalidated every 24 calendar months with a, uh, either initial or recurrent knowledge exam. But that became a problem here recently due to the whole COVID-19 situation, seeing that some people needed to go take a test, but there's lockdowns or the uh, testing centers were actually closed, right? Or they didn't want to risk it because maybe they are more vulnerable, uh, you know, vulnerable part of the population. So, so talk about what, what adjustments needed to be made uh, for the COVID uh, pandemic and how did that impact uh, pilot certification and maintaining currency? Yes, yeah, so the FAA issued what's called a special federal aviation regulation, SFAR. They issued one in uh, was it, was it March, I believe, and then they had to update it in June. They actually issued another one in June. And what it ended up saying was that if you were current as of March 2020 with your remote pilot certificate, with your knowledge, then you were given uh, between April to September to be able to take an online, uh, an online training course. It's what the manned aircraft pilots were doing to get the remote pilot certificate. You could take that and then you could do it once and then you were good for another six months. It was a grace period. So it's not... Uh, and, and this is the part that where people kind of get it confused. They're like, wait, so what if I was not current? Can I use this somehow, this bad situation to my advantage to become current again? It's like, no, it was only for those who were current. As of March, you could take an online course and then you could have it from six, day, uh, six months from the date of taking that uh, actual online knowledge, uh, that uh, knowledge course from the FAA. Uh, at which point, at the end of those six months, you're going to need to actually take your uh, initial or recurrent knowledge exam. So you better start planning now. As soon as things maybe do open back up, you better jump in a bubble suit or something and head on over. So I'm a commercial drone pilot out flying on assignment. What documentation do I need to have on hand to demonstrate currency in case law enforcement or maybe a member of the public asks for it? Great question. So the people get a remote pilot certificate, the little piece of like, credit card thing, but that's your certificate. That's not your aeronautical knowledge. And so people kind of get that confused. And some people that are hiring people 
they don't really properly check for what you really need to check for, and that is the currency. So what, if you ever hire someone or you are trying to prove that you are hireable and up to, you know, uh, up to speed on things, you want to have your knowledge test rep uh, report, uh, and there'll be a date on there. So it's 24 months from that date, not date you, were, you received your certificate in the mail or date of whatever's on your certificate. It's 24 months from the date of that piece of paper. Uh, it's a really important piece of info that like law enforcement would need to know. Um, so, it, I mean, I've suggested to people like if you're out flying, you need to keep that piece of paper with you so you can prove uh, you're, you actually are current in case something uh, does happen. What are some other critical gotcha kind of situations that commercial drone pilots should be aware of? Uh, 107.19 subsection C. All right, and what does that mean? So everybody talks about don't fly over people, right? And you can fly over people, provided you obtain a waiver. There are some of those waivers that have been given out. I've obtained a few for clients. That's doable, it's difficult, but it's doable. There is the, if you will, the brother of the over, over people waiver, kind of the over people restriction in 107, and it's 107.19C, which says that you cannot cause any undue hazard to any people or property or aircraft in the event of a loss of control of your unmanned aircraft for any, any is the word there, any, which that's very broad in the legal world, right? Uh, reason. So when people say, hey, I need to, you know, I need to fly around people. How do I do that? I'm just not flying over people. I'm kind of flying to, you know, to the edges of them, right? And from a, a uh, over people standpoint, if the simple way to think about it is you just take like a little GI Joe doll, put a toilet paper tube over them, that's flying over people. It's directly right over them. But 107.19C says you cannot create any undue hazard and a loss of control for any reason. So think of it like you can't hit them for any reason. So it's very wise that you have a buffer zone depending upon your operational uh, parameters. So if you're flying very fast, you should probably have a very large buffer. If you're hovering very low to the ground, you maybe don't need that much of a buffer zone between you and other people and property. So that's an interesting gotcha that some people really don't uh, uh, pay attention to because there are situations where drones are crashing into people and people are getting injured. Um, typical scenarios are the uh, loss of an eye, concussion situations. And there are lawsuits that are going on. Um, I mean, Caesar's Palace uh, actually was on the receiving end of one of those lawsuits where they hired a drone light show company and the uh, drone uh, went out of control and hit uh, this lady uh, in the eye and actually took her eye out. And so there was a, not, there was a failure to, it was, basically when something bad happens, right, everybody in the room gets sued, right? So not only does the pilot, the operator, but also the person who hired the pilot and operator, uh, you know, did, did you check the guy out? Is he legal and all of that? So those are some things to think about here. It's not, maybe not so much on the standpoint of like what's legal and not legal, but what, what can I do right now to primarily prevent uh, a bad situation from ever happening, right? And you can do that by mitigating by, creating a buffer zone between you and stuff you don't own. You offer a lot of great resources. Where can someone find the free courses and maybe videos that you offer for training, educating, and helping people understand this industry? Yes, I have a website. It is www.jrupractlaw.com. So if you type in like drone lawyer or drone law, you'll find me on Google pretty quick. Uh, and I have many articles uh, over there regarding uh, getting your remote pilot certificate and lawsuits, state laws, and counter UAS. That's Jonathan Ruprek, aviation attorney, commercial pilot, flight instructor, and contributor at Forbes.com. And find more of my interviews right here 
or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.